Hello and welcome to the Tome Show News. I'm Lewis Brinson, and with me are Tracy Hurley and Brandis Stoddard. Tome Show News is a new feature on the Tome Show family of podcasts. We'll be bringing you brief news updates primarily on the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game and things happening in the D&D community. You'll be receiving these new updates every couple of weeks. This episode is being recorded on Thursday, December 12th. With all that said, on with the show. Welcome to our first episode of Tome Show News, everybody. And today I'm going to be telling you about the uh, Dungeons & Dragons vs. Rick and Morty box set. It released on the 19th of November uh, for a suggested price point of $29.99. I'm sure Amazon has it for something less than that. Uh, within the box is a 64-page rulebook with commentary that is it's in-character commentary from Rick. What's not to like? A 32-page original adventure for first to third level characters, a four-panel folding Dungeon Master screen with new art, uh, five pre-generated characters, and 11 dice. Uh, this is a real foray into comedy adventuring following Acquisitions Incorporated, and I haven't yet had a chance to open up my copy, but I'm excited to see it. Also releasing on November 19th was Eberron Rising from the Last War, a source book for the Eberron setting. Uh, it had a suggested price point of $49.95, but as uh, Brenda said, you can often find other prices for it. The setting book has new player material, how to build an adventure in Eberron, monsters and NPCs, and clocks in at 320 pages. It covers a lot of this. Uh, covers a lot of the same things that had been in Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron that was released last year in PDF, and that PDF was 175 pages. And most, uh, probably most importantly, is it includes a new class, the first one since the Player's Handbook released, the Artificer. And one of the key details around that was that it increases the number of items that can be attuned for that character class. And there have been there has been some chatter, including a Polygon article, uh, about the impact of that on the game. You can also set up a group patron, and it has 16 new race sub-race options, including the Dragon Marks. Uh, in addition to this book, uh, Keith Baker, who was the original creator of Eberron, has been releasing uh, some material on his own website as well that you might want to check out. On November 11th, Wizards of the Coast announced the upcoming release of Dungeons & Dragons Sapphire Anniversary Dice Set. The initial release date was scheduled to be November 21st. However, they later announced a delay in their release of these fancy new dice. They have now announced a release date of December 12th, 2019, so by the time you're hearing this, the Sapphire Fancy Math Rocks will be out in the wild and available for purchase. From Wizards of the Coast's website, It's been five years since Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition launched, and the explosion of D&D's popularity since then has been a wonder to behold. Now fans can celebrate D&D through the D&D Sapphire Anniversary Dice Set, available directly from Wizards of the Coast. The set commemorates both five years of 5th edition and 45 years since D&D's first publication in 1974. Side note there, uh, they are producing 1,974 sets of these Super Dice. Next thing it says is, when the D&D team re realized the Sapphire is the traditional anniversary stone for both five years and 45 years, and that adding a laboratory-created Sapphire to a 20-sided die would not jeopardize the integrity of a role, 
we couldn't pass up the chance to make something really cool to celebrate the milestones, said Nathan Stewart, vice president of the D&D franchise at Wizards. The team put together a fun product for our fans that includes art and newly updated stats for Sapphire Dragons, making these classic dragons ready for play in the next D&D session. So it says that uh, th- this new dice set is going to include 11 luxury aluminum dice, including 1d12, 2d10s, 1d8s, 4d6s, 1d4, and the flagship piece is 2d20s with the 20 side replaced by a 1.43 carat lab-grown sapphire. Now, the Wizards guys claim that these dice have been custom-designed to counterbalance the sapphire side and still roll true random. Now, having never rolled gem-encrusted dice before, I will have to take their word for that. Uh, the other dice feature engraved D&D ampersands on the high face of each die, and the set will also include a custom combined dice uh, dice box and dice tray. Now, the announced price for this for these super mega custom uber swanky dice is two hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Obviously, that puts them in the luxury item category. Uh, reactions to this online seem to be mixed, with some people feeling alienated by a product with a price tag far out of the reach of ordinary D and D players. However, Wizards exist to sell products, and if they can make a product and sell it for the price they want, I I don't believe I'm being harmed just because it's out of my price range. I think these dice are beautiful, and I also think they are not for me. We have been in another rich period of Unearthed Arcana releases. This is a, a great way to see some of the inside baseball of Dungeons & Dragons game design for new content. Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition was preceded by a long period of public playtest, and they sustained that public playtest for future content through Unearthed Arcana. When Xanathar's Guide was in design process, we had a huge run of Unearthed Arcana releases every week or every two weeks for several months, and we're now in another rapid-fire release period, though there are no new books currently announced. So we've seen a new subclass for each class coming out over the course of uh, several articles that was followed by class feature variants that offered us a tweak to some degree or another on all of the player's handbook classes. And most recently, we've seen new psionic subclasses for the fighter, the rogue, and the wizard. We'll see what the next release might be or when it might come out, but Smart Money is on the rapid pace of Unearthed Arcana releases not yet being over. For the past eight years, Cubicle 7 has been publishing the One Ring role-playing game. In 2016... On the heels of the newly released D&D 5th edition open game license, they also released Adventures in Middle-Earth, a line of books converting their One Ring resources into the D&D 5th edition rule set. In fact, a couple of those books have been reviewed by myself and several other contributors here on the Tome Show Network. However, at the end of November, Cubicle 7 released this announcement. We have some very unfortunate and unexpected news to share. Contractual differences arose recently, which we have been unable to resolve. 
And so we've decided to end our licensing agreement with Sophisticated Games. It is with regret that we have made this very tough decision to withdraw. To withdraw, excuse me. This means we will cease publishing The One Ring and Adventures in Middle-Earth in the first half of 2020. Unfortunately, this doesn't give us enough time to release the much-anticipated The One Ring, the Lord of the Rings role-playing game, second edition. As many of you know, our first edition of The One Ring is eight years old, and we had high hopes of a full product line to support our second edition. Our team have worked incredibly hard on this new edition, with many of the announced titles already written and edited, so being very close to completion makes this decision even harder. Although we were very close to the finish line when these issues arose, as gamers ourselves, we did not feel it was right for the game, or fair to you, to release a new edition which we would be unable to support. So that was their announcement, and this announcement was met with much sadness by people like myself, who are both big Dungeons & Dragons fans and also big Tolkien fans. Uh, in point of fact, I have an Adventures in Middle-Earth campaign going on in one of my playgroups right now. Now, the impression given by this announcement was that Cubicle 7 and Sophisticated Games just couldn't come to agreement regarding proceeding with the Middle-Earth license. Uh, however, there seems to be another side of the story. In a post on their Facebook account, Sophisticated Games said... Uh, Sophisticated Games commissioned the One Ring RPG from Francesco Nepotello back in 2008. The game that he, with Marco Maggi, created exceeded our best expectations and has gone on to become one of the best and successful role-playing games of all time. Francesco and Sophisticated Games have had many other collaborations since then. And here's where it gets interesting. They say, we were saddened and indeed surprised to learn this week from, Cub from Cubicle 7 our long-term distributor and publishing partner, that they had decided against publishing the second edition of The One Ring. This came in the middle of some discussions on the dynamics of how Francesco, Sophisticated Games, and Cubicle 7 should work together in the future. But at no stage had there been any suggestion that The One Ring second edition would not be published. Fans of the game should be assured that Sophisticated Games, in conjunction with Francesco and Marco, will do their best to rectify the current uncertainties. So, with that announcement, the picture still seems to be somewhat unclear for uh, their customers. It seems that Sophisticated Games wants to continue to pursue publishing the One Ring Second Edition, but perhaps with Cubicle 7 out of the picture. In addition, and this is more relevant for D&D players, no mention has been made specifically regarding Adventures in Middle-Earth. If that part of the project was more specifically Cubicle 7's thing than Sophisticated Games thing, it may well be dropping off the map completely. Time will tell. And as of this recording, we're just coming off of a big convention in the community called PAX Unplugged. It's part of the PAX family of conventions, but this one is more focused on tabletop. For those who don't know, PAX stands for Penny Arcade Expo, and it's a series of conventions. There's East, South, and I think they call it Prime in Seattle, and in Australia one as well, and, and then finally this Unplugged one. Uh, and it grew out of the community around an online comic strip called Penny Arcade. It was December 6th through 8th in Philadelphia. Many tabletop role-playing game companies were present, including Wizards, Paizo, Green Ronin, Cobalt, and more. They also had a showing of Acquisitions, Inc., announcements regarding Frosthaven and D&D Presents. They don't release their uh, turnstile numbers, 
back in 2017, which was the inaugural year of the uh, convention, they had about 45,000 people. They said that it was double in 2018, and I haven't heard anything about how many people this year, but my feed was full of people who were there, updates, pictures, everything else. And next year, it'll be November 20th through the 22nd, again in Philadelphia. Well, friends, that completes this edition of the Tome Show News. We want to thank you for listening, and we want to thank Jeff Greiner and everyone else involved in the Tome Show Mothership for making a space for TSN to join in. We'll be back with more news soon. If you have items of information that you think we should be covering on TSN, please reach out to us either by emailing us at thetomeshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at The Tome Show. I'm Lewis Brenton. I'm Tracy Hurley. And I'm Brenda Stoddard. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.